0: SAFM Sports Ram.
1: You're listening to South Africa's news and information leader and today was day one of the third test between the Proteas and India in Nagpur and uh, it was quite weird having a full-taste play after uh, the, the amount of rain we got in the second test match. Natalie Jumanis joins us now. Natalie, India winning the toss, uh, choosing to bat. Was it the right decision, South Africa bowling them out for 215. Absolutely, it was the right decision
2: because it's such a dry weather. There's no moisture in it at all. Where, as we saw in the, the second test match, there was a little bit of moisture and it was a bit of movement as well. This was very very dry Nagpur, and it's expected to take quite a bit of turn, which it has already. Um, possibly even it will keep a little bit low and be a bit on the slow side. It's not going to be easy for batting. So I'm afraid uh winning the toss and choosing to bat first from India's perspective is good. And 215 in South Africa is a really low total. <laughs> But in India and Nagpur, on that kind of pitch, it's quite a good
1: total. Do, do you think they'll be happy? I mean, they got up to a pretty good start. They were they were 69 for one. They lost their, their second wicket then. They were 94 for two. They, they would have been hoping to, to really push on more than, than 215, I would feel.
2: Well, I think that from their perspective, in terms of the start, they had a decent start because they were 50 without losses, as you said, and, and they looked okay at 94 for two. But it, it really is not an easy wicket to pass on at all. To get 200 on this pitch is actually really good because South Africa, not being known, of course, for spinners, still had Simon Harmer picking up four for 78. And he bowled really well. He kept the runs down. He bowled, he bowled a couple of maidens in it as well. But Africa, actually more than anything used their seamers to good effect. And from India's perspective, obviously their strength and in their spinners. And they have very, very good spinners. And South Africa, using mostly their seamers today, actually did the business. But India, with their spinners that they have, are going to make it even more difficult for South Africa to actually get close to that 215.
1: Yeah, we'll get on to the way we started our innings in a moment. But Mornay Morkel was pretty good up, up front. He, he has picked up a, a slight niggle. Is there any news on that? How serious is it? I mean, we've, gee, we've been, obviously Dale Stay not playing because he's got that groin injury. The last thing we need is a, another one of our front-line bowlers out.
2: Yeah, Morley Morko has been struggling with this calf problem for, I should say, quad problem for quite a while. And um, originally at the start of the Test Series, they were worried that he might not actually start the Test Series himself. So there has been a few issues for him. He seems to be in a bit of pain today and a bit of discomfort. And he did the right thing by going off, because once he felt a bit of discomfort, he went off, and that is good news. But by the looks of it, he probably will bowl in the second inning. So it looks like it's maybe just a slight niggle, and they can fortunately be able to get over it as quickly as possible because, of course, injuries to Vernon Philander, who's out of the series completely, and now Dale Stein, who we don't know if he's going to be fit for the final Test match, it's, it's major problems from South Africa's point of view with regards to bowling.
1: No doubt. Let's talk batting. South Africa had uh, a tough little patch to, to see through to the close of play. Nine overs, they ended up reaching 11, but they lost two wickets. How crucial do you think that might be in in, in the long run?
2: Well, the one with it is very crucial. Stemp and sale being the opening batsman is massive because, obviously, they would have liked an, a good opening partnership. And they would have liked it for two reasons. One, obviously, to make the test match a little bit easier. But also, from a f- uh, future point of view with regards to the opening partnership and where South Africa are going to go, if this opening partnership is going to be successful, obviously they want them to start doing well together. And it would have been great for South Africa if they had started with a good opening partnership today. And then Imran Tahir, he came in as night Watchman at number three, which an interesting decision. Um, I'm not surprised to see a night Watchman, but a bit surprised to see Imran Tahir. I would have thought maybe Simon Harmer might have come in um, at number three. But in the end... Tahir was sacrificed, and he has lost his wicket. So, it's it's a, not a batsman that they've lost, so that does help. But still, being eleven for two, there's pressure on the batsman tomorrow.
1: Natalie, I wanted to. That was one of the things I wanted to ask you. Your, your take on this night watchman issue, and I, I agree with you. I don't think Imran Tahir is the right guy to be to be playing as a as a night watchman, but. Truthfully, I don't think we should have a night watchman. I mean, it's a professional era. Someone like Ashim Mumla, that's his job, is to bat in difficult conditions. Surely, when you are under pressure, you want your best batsman at the crease. I just, you know what, I understand the thinking behind it, but I don't think it's right. What, what's your take on it?
2: Well, I suppose you can think about it from a part-time bowler point of view. It's kind of the same thing. Your part-time bowlers come in and they turn their arm over. Isn't your your bowlers supposed to be doing the job because that's what they are there for? But you do sometimes have your part-time bowlers coming in and turning their arm over. Um, You look at somebody like uh, Jason Gillespie. He made a double hundred as a night watchman. So it is something that can work. It doesn't always work, but I think from from my point of view, the part that I find that is probably a little unfair is that you never see a night washman for an opening batsman. The opening batsman always got to come out, and then your night washman comes after that. So I think from a point of view of the opening bats, uh, it's probably a little bit unfair for them.
1: I'd love to know the stats with regards to how successful it actually is in, in world cricket over the years, if, if not watchmen have actually been been beneficial. Let's talk day two. Uh, it is an important day tomorrow. The pro really need to knuckle down and, and really just, just batten up the hatches and, and score some runs. I, I think if we're going to level the series, tomorrow is going to be the day that's going to go either way for us. What, what, what's your take?
2: Yeah, I think from South Africa's point of view, obviously they, they want to score runs, as you said. But I think occupying the crease is going to be incredibly important for South Africa for a couple of reasons. One, that obviously they don't want to get rolled over as they did in the first test match, but also from a psychological point of view to show that they can last in the toughest of conditions, because it's going to be very, very tough tomorrow. India have very, very good bowlers, obviously. The conditions suit them perfectly, and they're going to use it to great effect. And the variations they have in their bowling line-up is very special, because you've got Robbie Chandran Ashan, who's a fabulous off-spinner, and then you've got Judeja as a left-arm spinner, and Amit Mishra as a leg spinner. You can't ask for much variation, much more variation than that. And obviously, conditions that suit them. So, I think for South Africa, the Obviously, in context of the test match, you want to last the day as much as they possibly can. But also, in the context of the series, and to show that they can play in these types of conditions, they want to last as much as they can tomorrow. So, even if it's a day of two runs and over, but not being too defensive, I think South Africa would still be happy with something like that.
1: Yeah, I'm sure we will as well. And then just touching on uh, the test match that's starting in Australia tomorrow. I think it is uh, the first day-night test match uh, in the history. Pink ball. What? What, uh, what do you think of that? It's going to be. It's going to be interesting to watch, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it starts actually on Friday, on the 27th. Yeah, and it's actually the anniversary of Philip Hughes' death as well. So it's obviously a very sad occasion in that respect. Um, They'll obviously be paying their respects to Philip Hughes who passed away last year, tragically, after he got hit on the the head from a ball. And um, also at the same time, um, being day-night test, first ever day-night test, it's an historic occasion. And it's a sellout crowd at Adelaide, which is very interesting because it's been increased to 50,000 people at Adelaide and some people thought they might not get decent crowds at Adelaide. But uh, having a sellout crowd for a day-night test, I think the novelty plays a little bit into it, but I really do feel that as much as it's something different and probably straying, from the norm with regards to test matches I think it's something worth trying if it doesn't work it doesn't work but I do really feel that it actually is something worth trying and uh, India's Captain Virat Kohli he's thrown his weight behind day night test so it'll be interesting to see what does happen in the future
1: and as South Africans we won't have to wake up uh, early hours of the morning to watch it which is <laughs> yes, my favourite part <laughs> about it
2: that I can actually watch a full day's play from
1: Adelaide <laughs> thank you Thomas. thank you very much we'll chat again tomorrow here on SAFM and we'll have live crossings from day two of the third test between the Proteus and in India on South Africa's news and information leader. Thanks for your time tonight. Thank you. Amanda, baby, I'm home.
2: How was work today, my love?
1: Work was okay, lovey, but my mind was somewhere else.
2: Where, baby? Tell me about it.
1: PSL Segunjalo. It's on today on SABC Radio, SAFM.
2: Okay, Mr. Segunjalo, what time, though? You have been promising to take me out for movies. I thought tonight is the
1: night.
3: (laughs) Ah, baby. Ah, mandalicious.
1: You know I love you, right? Right. And I can do anything for you. Anytime. Any day, my bebeza, but just not tonight. Promise, I promise, love at doll. Fantalas, my pumpkin, <laughs> Segunjalo, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Those who love the game
3: will do all they can not to miss out on any action. Catch all the soccer news and updates about your favorite club on PSL Segunjalo every Monday and Thursday with 20 rock on SAFM from half past six till seven p.m.
1: South Africa is a water-scarce country with highly variable rainfall. The early spring has not yielded the anticipated rainfall, resulting in worsening drought conditions in some part of our country. Households and businesses are encouraged to implement water-wise measures which include reuse of water. This message was brought to you by the Department of Water and Sanitation. Women should speak up and should not tolerate abuse and that there is another way out
2: and not be afraid to stand on their own two feet.
3: SFM support the 16 days of activism for no violence against women and children. Hashtag 365 days of no violence against women and children. Hashtag count me in.
1: Traffic law enforcement officers who died in the line of duty this year will be remembered in a wreath-laying ceremony that will be hosted by the Road Traffic Management Corporation, an agency of the Department of Transport. The event will be held on the 26th of November 2015 at the buken Kluif Traffic College in Pretoria. South Africa values contributions made by traffic law enforcement officers in keeping our roads safe. Remember, you can report unsafe road usage on 0861 400 800. Alert Today, alive. tomorrow. Morning Talk with Arena Bird will be broadcast live from the event. SAFM Sports Wrap. This is SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Don't forget, you can be in touch. 34701. Man alive with their goals galore in the UEFA Champions League last night. 6-1. Uh, the score between Barcelona and Roma. Uh, Bayern Munich, 4-0 winners over Olympiacos. Arsenal with a big win as well over Dinamo. Zagreb, 3-0. Chelsea, 4-0 winners uh, as well on the night. So, lots and lots of goals. Erfan Adams, sports journalist, joining us now. Irfan, what a what a night of, of uh, European football last night. Man, yeah, alive.
3: It
4: certainly was something to with The triumvirate between uh, of Neymar, Messi and Suarez certainly setting the world alight. Uh, I just read a stat, interestingly, this morning They've scored more goals, with three of them, than the entire Real Madrid team in 2015, which isn't, it's kind of a bit of to swallow my side being a, a Real Madrid fan, uh, but uh, as a footballing purist, certainly irresistible.
1: Someone who really impressed me last night was, was Lionel Messi. It, it's almost like he's never been gone or, or never been away. He just, uh, he's a freak, isn't he?
4: There's a chemistry between those three. I mean, if you just saw last night, uh, Messi and Suarez on both on Atrix and a penalty comes along and they handed it over to Neymar. I'm not sure <laughs> many a footballer would do that, but, uh, it's almost as if he hasn't been missing. Uh, there was a one, there was a through ball to, to Suarez that caught my eye last night. Uh, Suarez was eventually caught offside for that particular passage of play, but uh, the vision, the simplicity of Messi was just something too, uh, something irresistible.
1: Let, let's touch on Arsenal quickly last night. Vital that they won uh, and, and won in the way that they did. Uh, pressure was on them to, to make it through to the next stages. Obviously, they were, were also relying on uh, the other result between Bayern Munich and, and Olympiakos as well that went their way. But uh, Arsene Wenger was, was under a bit of pressure going into last night's game and, and the team stepped up.
4: Yeah, uh, Arsenal certainly sweating. Their the fate, the, the fate wasn't in their own hands last night. And uh, as uh, many Aguna would breathe a sigh of relief, uh, things went according to plan for them. Uh, I, I watched the first few minutes of the arsenal Dinamo zagreb game last night, and it wasn't as plain sailing during the early stages, because dinamo certainly came out. But uh, still not job. Done for Arsenal. So they need to go to Olympiakos and win. And going to Greece isn't uh, an easy feat. We've seen in a couple of the past few years that uh, Olympiacos have beaten the likes of Atletico, Madrid, Juventus and Manchester United on their home patch. So no uh, easy feat, and given the head-to-head record, they need to win by two goals to go through. So uh, as much as it was job done on the night, uh, there's certainly the bigger picture to look forward to for Arsenal fans.
1: Yeah, absolutely. At least it's still in their own hands. I mean, if it uh, didn't go their way last night, it was uh, pretty much game over. Chelsea looked pretty good, 4-0. I mean, Jose Mourinho has been under pressure in the league, in, in the English league. Uh, his European form is not looking half bad.
4: No, it's not bad at all. And they also got a result that uh, favoured them quite significantly with Dinamo Kiev beating FC Porto. And, uh, well, we I, I think we all expected Chelsea to walk over Maccabi Tel Aviv. Uh, but also, not certainly... Easy pickings for the Blues, because uh, things weren't going according to plan during the first half. Jose Mourinho and Diego Costa had a bit of a screaming match on the touchline heading into halftime. But, uh, yeah, eventually things worked out, and I think uh, they should have no problems getting through to the next round.
1: Let's look ahead to tonight's fixtures, the two Manchester teams uh, in action. Let, let's touch on United first. They, they host uh, PSV Eindhoven. The Red Devils should win that one at home.
4: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I also don't see any upset happening. The, even though we beat them in the return leg, in the reverse leg, rather, in uh, Eindhoven uh, on match day one, uh, their form away from home has been rather dreadful. I don't think they've won a, a Champions League game came away from home since 2008, and ironically it was against CSKA in Moscow, their group rival. So, yeah, uh, Manchester United uh, was a boost, given that Anthony Martial and Wayne Rooney are fit. Uh, and they certainly need to. Uh, they need. They need just a point. So I think they should advance at home. Uh, they don't concede many goals and they don't score many goals. So I think, uh, as things stand, uh, United should go through.
1: The noisy neighbours. They're in Italy. They take on Juventus. They, they, they're going to have a tough one tonight.
4: Yeah, definitely. Uh, they might be through, but uh, they are still top spot to consolidate in that group. And uh, Juventus should be the closest rivals when it comes to playing out for that. Uh, I would say much vaunted position because it uh, it naturally gives you an easier round of 16 tie, and uh, they've uh, come up on the short end of the stick. Uh, they've received the short end of the stick a couple of years in a row now by drawing Barcelona, so they all know the importance of finishing top of their
1: group. And let's touch on uh, your team, Real Madrid. They're also in action tonight. Shakhtar Donetsk.
4: Yeah, it's a big one. Uh, remember, we're coming on the back of uh, two successive losses to Sevilla and uh, Barcelona. And uh, Rafa Benitez needs to redeem himself. His uh, appointment wasn't really met with enthusiasm by Real Madrid fans. I mean, he was replacing Carlo Encelotti, the guy that delivered La Decima. So, yeah, he's got a lot of answers. Uh, he's got a lot of questions to answer. And uh, he does have European pedigree. Let's put it this way. He, uh, who could forget that 2005, I'm sure Siobhan wouldn't uh, readily forget that uh, moment when Liverpool won the Champions League against all odds. Uh, but also, uh, more in recent times, uh, as caretaker boss of Chelsea, he landed the Europa League title, also managed to break the Barcelona-Real Madrid-Giopoli by winning La Liga with Valencia. So while he's, he might not just be the most popular figure in Madrid, but... uh He certainly has credentials on the continent as well as uh, domestically, but he needs a big result against Shakhtar. And Shakhtar away from home, no easy feat there. We know travelling to Eastern Europe, it can't be that pleasant.
1: Well, it's going to be an interesting night of uh, UEFA Champions League football once again. Erfan Adam, thank you so much for your time tonight. Enjoy uh, the footy and we will chat soon.
4: It's always a pleasure and I'm looking forward to our next chat already.
1: This is Sport on SAFM. Every supporter's greatest resource. Big golf taking place in South Africa this weekend. It is, I know it sounds weird, it's the start of the 2016 European Tour season in 2015. It uh, begins at Leopard Creek, the Alfred Dunhill Championship. Nick Dye is in the country. Nick, welcome back to South Africa. Good to have you here. It's
0: beautiful to be here, and it does sound weird. It feels weird because of leaving Dubai on Monday, getting here. And 2016 suddenly starts, um, just a matter of days after you crowned Rory McIlroy as the new European number one.
1: Yeah, it's a great opportunity for for players to almost reset before they reset. If you if you get what I'm saying with the festive season approaching, they can they can get their new season off to a great start this week and and uh, and and next week with uh, the the Nedbank Golf Challenge as well. And, and a pretty decent field out uh, for for this one at, at Leopard Creek from a South African perspective. A lot of our, our big names and uh, I mean you you, you were chatting to uh, a few of those guys, Louis Ouistes and Brandon Grace, uh, they're all sort of playing down their chances, but they'll have a a good shot at the title this weekend.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't say they're necessarily playing down the chances. Louis, potentially, because he hasn't quite delivered when he's played here. He's been second twice, uh, but always feels that he's looking out for Brandon Grace and and Charles Russell. Clearly, Charles has won this tournament on three occasions Brandon won it by seven strokes last year after starting with that magical 62, and when you consider just how they played at the weekend in Dubai with Grace in third, Schwartzel his best performer for some time in fourth spot, it's no wonder you don't really look that much farther than them. Uh, but there are plenty of players who. I've got a bit of pedigree, and you say about starting 2016 and looking to get that kickstart before the festive season, there are guys that have come through Q school and challenged to a qualification. So they have an awful lot on their plate as well, looking to really get off to the head start.
1: Nick, let's talk about the international threat, uh, the, the, the foreign players who are here uh, that, that have a shot at, at winning this weekend.
0: I suppose the key one has to be Lucas bielogo who, while he might not still be the most familiar character, he was the one who was chasing Brandon Grace last year, finished in some style on the third day to give himself an opportunity, and then really wrecked his chances on the final day. But he's learned from that. He had a, a little period where nothing would happen for his game, but the game has finished on top ten on so many occasions of late. There is a chance that there's burnout, but he's actually determined that coming here on the back of playing well for three of the four days, as a better player, he really feels that he can get amongst it this time round. And others who are obviously not familiar players, but there are guys like Ricardo Guevara, who's a young Portuguese player, who's been winning left, right and centre on the Challenge Tour across the course of the season, when he did step up the grade to play at the Portugal Masters, really didn't perform. But he's in such good form, and anybody who's tended to come through the Challenge Tour rankings in their grand final or come through Q School, they do bring some form into this event.
1: Nick, there's also a, it's an opportunity to, to start your season off well, but there's also a spot at next week's Nedbank Golf Challenge up for grabs uh, this weekend,
0: which is superb, isn't it? It's the last staging of the Nedbank in its current formula. So a very limited and select field in such a prestigious environment. Next year, it's going to be part of the final series. So obviously keeps its prestige, but it's um, it's less of the invitational element to it. There are 78 players for, for next season. And so the emphasis and the... The style, the nature of the championship will change. And you know an awful lot better than than me just how the tournament is viewed, what its psyche is in this part of the world. And so for somebody to get a spot at Sun City next week is a huge bonus to, to doing well here.
1: Yeah, it's not known as Africa's major for nothing it's a, it's a great tournament and the players love playing it too Because they, they get treated like royalty off the course too It's a it's a wonderful weekend uh, under the African sun Nick Dye, thank you very much for that We'll chat throughout the weekend from Leopard Creek As uh, you keep us updated over the next four days As to uh, who is in the lead and uh, who's doing what Out on that gorgeous golf course at Leopard Creek Thanks for your time this evening
0: And you, very welcome The storm has made the um, the elements that much clearer today as well Well, I think... We've got forty-one degrees for tomorrow.
1: <laughs> a nice, <laughs> a nice balmy day out in think. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> we'll chat again tomorrow. Thanks for your time. Thank you.
3: Thanks very much. The 7th Buyalekaya Music Festival returns to the Buffalo Park Cricket Stadium on 20 December 2015. Performances by Kaifa Semenya, Eastern Cape Zahara, Tani Samazwai, Nats, Zonke, and Mosiswa, with Mikasa, Casparno Ricky Rick, Lulu Cafe, and many more. Gates open at 10 a.m. Tickets are 200 from CompuTicket Ticket and 50 Rand per Cooler Pops. No glass bottles, no weapons, and no passouts. For VIP for King Inquiries, please call 082 882 1525.
1: See you there. Don't forget to tune into the health update tomorrow at 5 past 11. Proudly brought to you by Mediclinic, expertise you can trust.
2: My name is Rowena Bird, and I support the 16 days of activism for no violence against women and children. I believe in collective activism. Let's all take part in preventing violence against women and children.
0: SAFM Sports Rap.
1: To some netball news Now for a long time, development uh, of netball at school level has been struggling with very little done to formalise the structures so they can promote talent to the pro tiers. But that is about to change after the country's billionaire and Mamalodi Sundown's president Patrice Motsepe pumped 117 million rand into the development of schools, netball, football and choral music. This new partnership sees Motsepe Foundation extending its sponsorship at grassroots level and Department of Education Minister Angie Mocheco uh, was grateful for the assistance.
3: The municipal Foundation has committed to our department of basic education 117 million for sports development and choral music. So I even said let's invite our orchestra so that everybody can get a taste of what we're planning to do as a country. That's why we have the East Coast here so you can understand why I'm out of breath. The Mutsabi Foundation gives 117.5 million to South Africa's schools. It's basic education so that higher education before fees must fall, come and say it must go in there. For schools for football, netball, choral and traditional music development so the Mutsipe Foundation today announces a partnership with the Department of Basic Education worth 117.5 million over a period of 10 years for football, choral and traditional music and netball
1: over the last few years, the Motshepe Foundation has uh, had a partnership with the South African Schools Football Association, sponsoring the k Motshepe Schools Cup. But now the organisation of schools football failing under the mother body. The new partnership will be with SAFA for the next 10 years. Motepe breaks down the budget that will be shared by the three entities.
3: So during the first five years, 55 million will be allocated to the k Motshepe School f- Football Cup, which has been ongoing. It was also shown in the programme. It's one of our most successful... And the program in the department. will also allocate money to the ABC Mutsipe East Ford School Choral and Traditional Music and also to the K Mutsipe School Netball Cup. And then for the next five years, from 2021 to 2025, the foundation will contribute another 62.5 million. All the 25 public and private schools in South Africa from rural and urban areas will be invited to participate in all the three competitions. Already the KMU Schools Football Cup has been in operation for the last ten years. I was privileged because we launched it when I was emissing and is regarded as having the largest prize money in the world. With a winning school receiving one million from a total annual prize money of 3.4 million. Sapa has been supporting and partnering with the Mutsipe Foundation and the Department of Basic Education in schools football.
1: You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game.
3: And that is just about
1: it for SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. We'll be back again, Well I'll be back again tomorrow afternoon on PM Live, The PSL radio show, Second Jada, with Dwayne DeLocker, returns tomorrow evening at 6.30. Quick cricket update for you tonight. 116 for the loss of three. Andre Russell heading back to the dugout. He scored 11. They're up against the Lions at Senvers Park in Port of Coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock is uh, the talk shop with Naledi Malau. And uh, right now, though, it is 7 o'clock. And Greg Rose has your news.